welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of Polished Gems. Here we talk about how to develop and improve ourselves with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. I am your host, Jacinta Martin. I am the creator of the blog, Fruitful Gems, also this podcast called Polished Gems, also an author, a real estate agent in the state of Georgia, and a mom of two children. And um, let's jump into our topic for tonight. So our fruit of focus and topic for tonight is goodness. And our blog of focus that we're going to kind of get more detailed in is how to rebuild goodness by thinking on these eight things. So let me go ahead and start by um, not only saying first, welcome everybody who's new. Thank you for joining us, those who have joined us before. But let's get into this. The reason why I wrote this blog is because when we think of something good, it is often followed by our faces lighting up due to the feelings of happiness or even joy that come over us. The moments and memories of good times and are the ones that we tend to hold on to tightly, especially when faced with complex or challenging circumstances. Now, if you've recently gone through a lengthy period of storms in your life or are currently going through, it can be easy to forget what good or goodness is or even feels like to receive. Once we have reached this point where we begin to doubt God's goodness toward us is the topic that I want to speak to you um, about tonight. Let me tell you uh, why a little bit more too in my background and reasoning for this topic and why I even chose it. Not only is it one of God's fruit of the spirit, but I can recall a um, 10 year time frame of my life where I was going through struggle after struggle. I didn't know for the life of me that the pain of that magnitude could even exist. So let me explain what I mean. I went through a series of what I call um, a series of unfortunate events. So, so many events back to back that my family and I, some of what, some of them I can admit we were the cause of, along with many other things that were out of our control. But it seemed like we were not in God's good grace from the outside looking in. The reason why it felt this way was because we were trapped in what seemed like a horrible financial hardship cycle that appeared unbreakable. Now, during this time, I remember having terrible depression anger, confusion, frustration, and a toxic combination of emotions that grew over time within me. It got so bad that I did not want to talk with God anymore about it because I felt like I did not want to come back. Um, I felt like I actually could not come back from this season of my life. Now I know you might be saying, but God can do anything. Yes, I know. But I, in that season and during that time, it was starting to get harder and harder to believe. To me, it appeared that anything good was not just not my portion to receive from God. So as I write this blog and was writing this blog, I realized um, why God mentioned to me that he wanted to rebuild me with the fruits of his spirit. Somewhere along the path of my life, I began to forget that I am worthy to receive his goodness. And if you can relate to that, let me show you how you can rebuild this fruit and start to allow yourself to receive his goodness. So first, let's start 
here. Let's go ahead and define goodness. What is goodness? Goodness is defined in Merriam-Webster as the quality or state of being good. Good is also defined as um, favorable, favorable character or tendency, agreeable, pleasant, honorable, virtuous, right, and much more. So let's jump into how to rebuild this area of our lives. Your mindset and what you say to yourself daily matters. The reason why this is the case is that the Bible tells us that the intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart, according to Luke 6, 45 in the Amplified Version. This Bible verse means that whatever we have in our heart that has become a part of our mindset is what we speak over ourselves and others. Now, when it comes to receiving and accepting the goodness of God, we must first search our hearts for what we believe. So how do we change our beliefs? Well, we can actually start by focusing on eight principles that are found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 in Amplified Virgin. They say this, whatever is true is number one. Number two, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect. Number three, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Sorry, let me say that again. Number three, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Number four, whatever is pure and wholesome. Number five, whatever is lovely and brings peace. Number six, whatever is admirable and of good repute or reputation. Number seven, if there is any excellence. Number eight, if there is anything worthy of praise. So why this verse? Even Know this, that even in our darkest valleys, we can think of the things that I'm above that I just mentioned, those eight principles. And as you can see, with the definition of good from the dictionary and the definition of goodness, right, that we just went over, the same is revealed in Philippians 4, 8. When you begin to think about the eight principles, you will shift uh, your focus from the bad or the negative to those things that I mentioned. So that's thinking of things that are true, thinking of things that are honorable and worthy of respect, thinking of things that are right and confirmed by God's word, things that are pure and wholesome, lovely and brings peace, admirable and of good repute, things that are excellent, things that are worthy of praise. So for example, When I focus on what I lacked financially, I became frustrated and often angry with my situation that I could not be still in my emotions to even ask nor hear from God about how to turn things around. See, the Bible reminds us in Psalms 4610 in the Amplified Version to be still and know, which means to recognize and understand that God is God. He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. It can be hard to recognize his goodness when we are blinded by frustration and even anger concerning our circumstances. So 
Now that I've given you principles to think on and to recognize how much your mindset matters, let me share with you some tools. I have two um, different types of tools that you can use. Of course, there's many others. And of course, um, as I always say, go to God and ask for what would work for you in this moment as well. But let me give you the two that I was given. So as I stated before, I definitely want to leave you with tools so you can learn how to rebuild goodness um, based off those eight principles, right? So to do so, let me give you two things, two areas that you can get started in. One is music. You can use music to set your mood or even your thoughts or even set the atmosphere around you. Play music that makes you smile or even draws you nearer to God, like worship music. Me personally, I use instrumental music, um, worship instrumental music um, that I found on YouTube that has been wonderful, um, as well as um, different types of gospel songs depending on my mood as well um, and what mood I need to, now let me preface that, what mood I need to actually get myself to, right? Because a lot of times when you wake up daily, um, there our days can be good, our days can be bad. So when I do feel like I'm having a bad day or my mindset is not where it needs to be so I can get uh, the work that I need to get done or even sit still enough to hear God's voice, then um, I, I choose music to help me get to that place. So whatever music you choose, pick something that allows you to think about lovely things, what is confirmed by God's word, what's worthy of praise, and etc. So here are some songs to get you started that I recommend adding to your playlist, and most of them you can find on YouTube. So as I mentioned before, the um, Soaking in His Presence instrumental worship music, they are amazing. They have a collection of different songs which um, are great to use right before you pray or even while you're studying your Bible. I've actually used it um when I am praying. So um, because they're instrumentals, they just can serve as background music. I've even used it when creating content for um, my blog or even creating content um, for different things um, that I write, even books as well. Uh, another song that I recommend is by Tasha Cobbs Leonard. It's called Your Spirit featuring Kiera Sheard. Now, this song is such a good reminder of God's spirit being mighty to help us through all situations and circumstances that we go through. Because, you know, every time we come up against a situation that causes us to stretch in our belief, causes us to um, figure out what we need to do or what's next, we oftentimes need to be reminded, like this song reminds us, that it's by God's spirit that things, all things are done, that we can do all things through him. So um, that's another good option. I got uh, one last one for you as well, as well. This one's called Man of Your Word featuring Chandler Moore and KJ Scriven. Um, and they, this song is amazing. It's just a great reminder. I use this song for when I feel down um, or uh, need to get kind of hyped up for God, um, depending on what I'm working on as well, because a lot of times, especially if I'm feeling down about a situation or down about my circumstance, yeah, this song helps me to kind of get up, dance, and remember that God is a, is a 
man of his word. Like he's not like man that he would lie. So it um it also helps to remind you that God's promises don't come back to him void. So I definitely recommend this song. Like I said, if you're just joining me, you can check these songs out on YouTube as well. So let me give you another category of a tool that you can use as well. Bible verses. Now I know what you might say. Yes, that's a given. And it always is. Because God's word is the living word, it's always a, um, a tool that we have that I would definitely recommend. So one thing I suggest first doing though, is asking God to show you which Bible verses about goodness to meditate on throughout your day. Then speak the Bible verses aloud daily. The simple instruction, um, this simple instruction will allow your mind to basically refocus on what God says concerning goodness and his word and will help you to build even more trust in him. So. I'm going to provide you three verses to get you started, but of course there's plenty more as there are um, 66 books in the Bible. So here's one verse to get you started. It's found in 2 Peter um, chapter 1, verse 3 in the Passion Translation. So there's different translations of the Bible. I happen to use for the, all three verses, the Passion Translation, because I really liked what it said in here. But of course, if you have a different one, that is fine. Find the verses that work for you. So um, 2 Peter uh, 1, 3 says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So I love what that says about Jesus and about God and um, that this, everything that we um, need is deposited in us. It's coming to God for instruction, for clarity, and for guidance uh, along the way and along the journey. But I love that it says he called us by name, invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So it's through his goodness that uh, we are able to do the things that we're able to do here on earth, where not only our natural gets met, but his supernatural. And we can even uh, follow through on the um, on the life and the promises that he is asking us or instructing us to um, travel and to go through. So the other thing is this, the other verse is Luke 12, 24, found in the Passion Translation as well. And it says, take the carefree birds as your example. Do you ever see them worry? They don't grow their own food or put it in a storehouse for later. Yet God takes care of every one of them, feeding each of them from his love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Be carefree in the care of God. So what I want you to understand about this, about God's goodness, is that as it says, even if God cares for the birds, the birds are out here still being taken care of and they don't have to work for money like you and I do. So if he takes care of them, then he will also provide and create provision for us. And then the last verse is Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 7, also found in the 
Passion Translation, and it says the following. For those living in constant goodness and doing what pleases him, seeking an unfading glory and honor and imperishable virtue will experience eternal life. So I love this one because it sets the standard of how we are to live in um We are to live in constant goodness and doing what pleases God because doing what pleases God, what's interesting about that and something that I just more so recently have learned. I used to think that doing what pleases God was going to take me down a path of a life that was just going to be filled with turmoil, pain, um, and things of that nature. Now, let me explain why. I thought this because I thought I was couldn't measure up. Right. When you look at the story, when you look at the words about Jesus and how he prayed and how he kept saying, I am doing my father's will. I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do that. I don't know how I'm supposed to, um, as a human being who's flawed, who, um, you know, sometimes has to remind myself, yeah, when I get mad not to sin, not to go and cuss uh, people out. Like I have to mentally remind myself, no. And and what's funny is I don't even like to fight or be confrontational. It's just, just like everybody else, I get angry from time to time. Now what I do or how I follow through on that anger, if I just um, not necessarily repress it, but take a different pathway with it, right? What I mean by that is take a minute to sit, reflect, and determine whether it's something I have to address or not. Um, It's in learning those things. Those are the things that I'm realizing it pleases God. As I said, it states in the Bible that we can be angry, but we must not sin. So I'm, I'm constantly evaluating my actions and my thoughts to see if they line up with the word of God. What I've, what I've gathered is, yes, everybody might not like me. Everybody, I might not be everybody's cup of tea, but what I get when I do it God's way has been far greater than me just out here um, doing things on my own, assuming things on my own and following my own will and path. Because I, rem- I, I even remember Um, when I've looked even for jobs, trying to figure out my purpose and things of that nature. It was not until I really started serving that God has shown me more and more about my purpose and has started to reveal who I am to him, um, what he um, really deposited in me as a person. And I'm finally starting to walk in more of that. And I'm loving that. I'm loving that my life is getting redefined. And and because of his goodness, he's just been showing me these things as well. So yeah, if you're even on the fence about serving God, if you're even on the fence about living for God or with God or even inviting him in because you're not sure how your life will change, I can tell you, at first I was skeptical coming back um, because I mentioned it in previous podcasts, I have a prodigal daughter experience. I grew up in the church and then walked away and left. So for me, coming back, knowing if I could, knowing if God would still um, help me through the challenges that I had, I didn't know. So anyway, that's why Romans 2.7 is on there. It's a great verse that talks about um, really as we live in constant goodness and doing what pleases God. We can seek unfading, like, and always seeking unfading glory and honor and imperishable virtue. It's how we will experience eternal life. So, 
So I want to leave you with one final and last thought regarding everything that I spoke about tonight. Take these couple of tools that I mentioned, um, whether it be music or Bible verses, or for you, it might be dance, or it might be working out, or it might be something else that really helps you to refocus your mind on goodness. Um, but take whatever tool um, to help you get started in the process of rebuilding goodness back into your life. Keep continuing to ask God how to help you achieve this goal of rebuilding goodness. Know that if you've been struggling with this area that you don't have to do so anymore. Remember this, that God is ready and even willing to show you how to strengthen the fruit of his spirit within you by thinking on those eight principles that I mentioned found in Philippians 4.8. Thank you again for tuning in and for joining me on another episode of Polished Gems. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Make sure to follow us and subscribe. Um, here you can do so on Anchor. We're on Spotify now. We're even on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I'm super excited about that. But guys, thank you again for your time and thank you again for joining me. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Polish Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to fruitfulgems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide, Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time.